When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show that puts you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Steelers front office, the Rooney family, whoever it is, when the Steelers organization is looking to, get, to put together a winning roster, uh, whether that's in 2021 or beyond, we're at 500. So, uh, you know, I guess you call that winning or a level roster so far, 17 game season. So you can't finish eight and eight, uh, you know, and so we'll see where the Steelers finish up. I'd suggested in my bi-week podcast, uh, this week, the special one that a lot of us that contribute to behind the steel curtain.com, uh, on the website or, or across the podcast network that we've done this week, we've done a buy special. And in that, uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, I predict that the Steelers, I think are going to finish 10 and seven. So that'll definitely be a winning record, uh, just to go slightly, slightly off kilter there. Uh, but if you've seen the title of today's show, which obviously you hopefully you have as you as you click to download the show or as you've clicked to stream it, um, and we do ask you to download it, please. It helps all of us out from, um, you know, in how we're able to keep putting on these shows from hunstillcurtain.com, uh, you know, beyond the stream. And I think the majority of our listeners come from Apple uh, podcasts. So, you know, that's something you can set up so that every time there's a podcast, you'll download uh, to your device. But equally... I'm not. I'm not an Apple uh, podcast, you know, listening to the network. I'm a Spotify user. And so if you're a Spotify user, you know, or Pandora, Pandora's not that big down here because Spotify, you know, smashed Pandora when it came to market and 
down here being down under. Uh, but, uh, you know, to the Spotify guy, you know, listeners, shout out to you guys. I'm a Spotify listener. I'm a Steelers Spotify listener. Uh, more than more than that, I'm a behind-the-steel-curtain Steelers Spotify listener. So, look, as I said, if you've seen the title today show, you obviously pretty it's pretty clear that, you know, we're looking at a midterm report here for the Steelers rookies. And, you know, it's something I should be pretty used to coming out of college uh, is a bit of a midterm report, midterm report grades um, and what have you. Now, unfortunately for them, they don't get to hide the grades, uh, you know, from their parents. The grades are out there. As soon as they give them, they're out there. Now, the other thing I would say is that having listened to a few of the bye week uh, podcasts by now, Najee Harris seems to be a, a fairly consensus offensive MVP through six games. Obviously, he's the first round draft pick. Obviously, we're going to cover him. But I want to start elsewhere on the list. So we're going to cover off 11 rookies in this podcast. Uh, I've given them all a grade, and I've done the classic A+, plus, A, A-, minus, B+, plus, B, B-, minus, C+, plus, C, C-, minus, <laughs> D+, plus. D plus, uh, D, D minus, um, and all the way through to F, basically. I don't really actually know I'm really good at D, um, which is interesting because I'm usually known as the straight shooter, the person that, you know, can be pretty critical at times. But I can tell you no one got a D and no one got an F. Someone get a did. Someone has a do not, has not attempted or do not attempt though, or, um, I can't say did not pass because the season's not over yet. But yeah, we're going to crack through these 11 guys. And so most of these guys were drafted, uh, you know, so I'll let you know where they were drafted in what order, obviously, in terms of the, the, the pick was. Uh, but we're going to kick it off with an undrafted free agent. We're going to kick it off with Christian Kuntz. Um, you know, Marky Davison, Marky D, my co-host of Steelers Touch Down Under, uh, he actually has got a Coons jersey. Can you believe that? And not one of these, you know, dodgy ones that Brian Anthony Davis gets. He's got a proper Coons jersey. So Christian Kuntz, uh, obviously he's a long snapper. He can play in that linebacker position as well. Uh, you know, joins the Steelers, been around the squad for a couple of years. He's 27 years old. Uh, you know, he's actually uh, 10 days younger than my sister. Funnily enough, uh, when I <laughs> look at his uh, look at him there, he's out of uh, you know, he's, he's you know, actually a Pennsylvania uh, local. I think I think he went to Chardiers Valley, um, you know, for high school. But he's played all through six games. Obviously, we saw the release of Canada. Now, I was I was hopeful they'd get rid of Canada, and I say that because I think the cap space that he held, and I said it all through this show. If you have been listening to this show, I know Jeff's goes right at I crew. There's the nerds to steal with Dave. Bad's got bad company. You know, I've occasionally called some of the, the regular listeners to this show the War Room Warriors. You know, whatever whatever we want to be called, and I'm open to someone hitting me up on Twitter at, at Matt Pev M A T P E V in terms of what we're going to be called. But uh, maybe we don't even need a name. But for those people that regularly listen, you know that I've talked about Canada, 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 and cutting him and saving the best part of half a million dollars potentially, um, especially when Steelers were strapped for for cash at the start of free agency when this show was born once the season ended. And that was back on World Cap Room, then became War Room as we moved into the draft, and, and that's where we've kept it. So 
from a Christian Kunz perspective, I don't think he's done anything negative. Uh, you know, from that perspective, he's not played any defensive snaps. He's made a couple of tackles, um, you know, in, in the special teams game. He's played about 30% of the special team snaps there as well, which obviously we need a long snapper. Uh, that makes sense from that perspective rather than, you know, receiving returning punts, um, you know. So, you know, from Christian Kunz's perspective, I've given him a, a B. You can give him a B minus. He doesn't really do, you know, crazy amounts, um, you know, outside of that contribution for the Steelers. Maybe give him a B minus. Maybe some people give him a C plus. I give him a B. He's not done anything wrong. I think he could have screwed something up by now. He's had a tackle too. Uh, you know, so for me, you know, B, let's move on kind of thing. That's why Isaiah Loudermilk, uh, Isaiah Loudermilk's played five games. Uh, he's played, uh, he had a defensive, uh, snap high of 27, um, in week two. He was inactive in week one. He played 24% of the snaps against Green Bay, uh, in week four. He's played a little bit on special teams again in, in week two and week four, Interested to see what he can do down the stretch, you know, and where he can come in, particularly if Tua remains injured. But a lot of people are sort of saying his pass rush isn't very good at the moment, but he's offered a little bit of nose tackle. Um, so we're in the interior, which is interesting. Look, the Steelers traded up to get this guy. They traded, you know, up a fourth round pick, um, you know, next year's draft to, to get in here in the fifth round in this year's draft. They didn't have a pick after they'd picked two players. We're going to preview shortly. Uh, you know, to get Isaiah Loudermilk. So, you know, he's going to have to develop people like what he what, what they're seeing in the locker room. Apparently, a lot of his fellow players. That's great. I mean, the guy's six foot seven um, and two hundred fifty pounds, according to Pro Football Reference. I think he's actually put on a bit more weight than that. I think he's probably put at least, or he's playing at least twenty to thirty pounds more than that. But that's a big bloke at six foot seven. Uh, you know, and I know he stripped down for the draft because he played last year in college, I think at 267. So really where we need him as the Steelers was, you know, over the next couple of years is to get to like a 290 even or maybe even heavier, um, you know, and build that muscle, which I'm sure I think he'll do, uh, you know, and obviously he, you know, was out of Wisconsin, uh, you know, so people knew him there pretty well, taking the fifth round, 156 overall. I've given him a seat. Now, again, I could see someone giving him a C minus. I could see someone saying C plus is not done anything terrible. I could see someone saying even D plus. Um, even as I say C, I kind of think he's a C minus. But again, to me, he's not done anything crazily wrong. He's not cost them a game. Uh, he's not played, you know, even a, th- a third of the snaps in any part of the game uh, in terms of whether that's offense, defense, or special teams. So it's it's hard to really penalize him uh, for doing that. So, you know, Oh, let's give him a C. Let's give him a C. So let's get into Dan Moore Jr. Pick 128, fourth over um, the fourth round. He's allowed two sacks this season, which is tied for 18th in the league. Um, you know, he he's had a couple of penalties, not many. Uh, so he's only had two penalties, one false start, one holding. He's played 96 of the offensive percent of the offensive snaps. He's played 100% every week until this week against um, Seattle, where he paid 79%. And we know that he went out injured in that game. He's played a bit of special teams as well with, you know, a season low of 9% in the Seahawks game uh, and a season high the week before of Denver of 23%. I'd be interested to see, you know, what this injury 
uh, looks like going forward, particularly now with the bye week, you know, whether he's just automatically back and playing. Uh, but Dan Moore Jr., six foot five, uh, I, I don't believe the weight that I've got sitting here in front of me. You know, and he's been a real surprise packet. I mean, no one expected this guy. Brian Anthony Davis covered it off, um, you know, pretty recently. Like, no one expected, and, and so did Jeff, you know, in, in his Let's Ride. You know, no one predicted that Dan Moore would be making, you know, six starts to start the season um, as well, which is terrific. Although I said to Bad, Bad asked me at the start, in the Slack channel, the start of the season, how many players did this draft would meaningfully, meaningfully contribute? And um, I listed them out and he said, so you're saying minimum of four? And I said, yes. And they were Pat Freemuth, Najee Harris, Dan Moore Jr. Um, and I think that, oh, and Kendrick Green. I didn't necessarily know that, you know, and I didn't count Presley Harvin because obviously he drafted at a specialist position. But it's just interesting when you when you get to Dan Moore Jr. and you, and you think about it. And, you know, I, I, Dan Moore Jr. was on that list, but I didn't have Trey Norwood. But I was I, I did say I'm excited for what Trey Norwood could do. And, and I did sort of say I think we could, you know, it could be more than five players. But five players out of a draft of a, of a rookie class where you've got 11, and that's including if you can't count Kuntz. Um, Kuntz there, but really he's been around the team for a couple of years. That's incredible hit margin. Uh, incredible hit margin for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, actually, I should caveat this as we almost get halfway through the podcast. There is one other player that I, that is technically a rookie, um, according to Pro Football Reference, who I'm not going to talk about, and that is Demarcus Christmas because uh, he's on IR. I will talk about Rico Bussey quickly, but I also don't see Demarcus Christmas really doing anything meaningful for this team ever. So back to Dan Moore Jr., I, I think when you really look at it, Dan Moore Jr. has really come along. Um, people thought he might be the swing tackle. He's held his own at left tackle, which has been awesome, um, given that Chukes hasn't really done, um, really not made anyone feel a lot of confidence, which is going to be interesting when Banner comes back. Uh, you know, and, and Dan Moore can play inside too at left guard, so this versatility for the Steelers is helpful. Uh, if Trey Turner, who I think is actually adjusting really well to the Steelers and will probably stay with us for you know, a couple more seasons, uh, if that wasn't happening, you can move Dotson over. Maybe you move Damore inside if you absolutely had to. Maybe there might be part of the season where they've got to do it. Um, you know, but he's out of Texas, went to Texas A&M. And yeah, as I say, I think you can give Damore a B plus. Uh, you allow two sackles, two sackles. <laughs> there are, yo, I said it again, Marky D, if you're listening to this week's show. Um, you know, but he's only allowed two sacks. I, I think from that perspective, from a rookie left tackle, you know, it's not perfect from him by any stretch, but I, I think that deserves a B plus when you take him in the fourth round, uh, you know, at, at this point in the season. Buddy Johnson's the next player we're going to look at, also out of Texas A&M. Uh, he's an inside linebacker, and, you know, he was taken with pick 140 overall. I give him a – I'm giving him a C plus. Now, people might be saying, geez, you're being generous there, you know, and I'm usually a, t- a tough mark, a tough grader. Uh, you know, he's only played in a couple of games, uh, week one, uh, you know, and then week two. Um, so, actually, no, I don't have him there in week two. I've just got him there in this stat as week one. But when it comes to... Because of Brady Johnson, apologies, I'm recording this very late at night uh, in Australia. I wanted to make sure I had the latest here, but uh, yeah, very late at night um, after 11 p.m. now. But um, yeah, when it talks to Buddy Johnson, you know, 
I'm excited for what he can do. You know, he's not being put on the practice squad. Uh, you, you've seen him play some special team snaps. He played almost 50% of those in week one against Buffalo. First start, you know, sorry, or, or first career game uh, from that perspective. And and I think when it comes to to Buddy Johnson, you're going to see him develop. And, you know, you might have not even found that he was getting a hat for half the season. So I think the fact that he is, I think you can give him a C plus. Again, he's not someone that's done anything horrifically wrong. Um, he hasn't cost him a game. He hasn't done anything terrible. Watch it build. Uh, with him. And I think over time, you know, he's going to be really beneficial for this Pittsburgh Steeler team over the four years that we've got him with his deal signed. So, you know, that's a C plus, you know, for Buddy Johnson. But with that, we're going to take a break on Steelers War Room. Join me for part two. We've got a few more players to crack through um, with these midterm grades. And, you know, I'd love to hear uh, from you guys as well, you know, after you've listened to this show on Twitter, uh, you can email me at aussiesteeler91 at gmail.com. That's A-U-S-S-I-E, steeler91 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what, how the, what, the way you guys gave the grades as well. Uh, but yeah, join us for part two because we've got Trey Norwood, Presley Harvin, Cody White, Najee Harris, Rico Bussey, Kendrick Green, and Pat Freemuth all coming up. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back on Steel's War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show, as I always like to say, that puts you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin. And we're talking this week on rookie midterm report card. Uh, we're not going to look at college players. Uh, you know, it's in a very easy one for me to just preview a bunch of college games to watch this weekend with the bye. Some people might be taking a week off football. Uh, when it comes to the weekend, or they might be making up, making it up to the other half, or the or the kids, or what have you. So I'm not going to go down that. And I think it's important we look at these rookie grades, uh, you know, as well. And I think it's interesting context given what some people might be doing in their bi week podcasts as well. Uh, so I hope you're checking all of those out too. Uh, and hope I, I think I've stayed pretty consistent with what I said on that show. But you know, hopefully you think so too. But let's get to Trey Norwood. So Trey Norwood, you know. Well, what a meteoric rise from someone that was drafted, you know, seventh uh, in the seventh round, 245 overall. I'm going to give, it's, it's a hard one. I don't, again, he's someone I don't think has done anything negative. Uh, I think he's, you know, in special teams, he's played a low of 29% last week against the Seahawks, a high of 46% against Denver, uh, you know, and has played otherwise 40 or, or 33%. Uh, special team snap. So he's making a meaningful contribution in that part of the field, in that part of the game, which is important because he was labeled sort of a bit of a Swiss army knife by Mike Tomlin right after the draft. 
And then apart from the 23% that he played last week against Seattle, which was incredible because of what he did on third down, a number of stops, he played 80% week one. He played 76% week two. He played 30% in week three, uh, 14% in week four, 37% in week five, and then I'd say 23% last week in terms of the defensive snaps. That's some massive numbers for a seventh-round draft pick. And I thought he showed up in the preseason too. There was the game against the Cowboys, um, the Hall of Fame game, and then the Lions game where you saw him starting to come on. He wasn't perfect, but you saw a bit of potential there. Uh, But, you know, through six games, uh, he's had one start, you know, but technically in terms of the formation, no sacks, one pass defense, uh, 15 tackles, 14 of those have been combined, uh, and one tackle for a loss. Uh, which was, you know, very close to being, I think that was the one that was almost, um, you know, a, no, that one wasn't almost a sack, but uh, there he, he's been close a couple of times uh, with sacks. From an advanced, you know, statistical perspective, um, he's been targeted 17 times for 12 completions. So that gives him the completion rate of just over 70% for 89 yards at 7.4 yards of completion or 5.2 yards per target. Giving allowing a quarterback rating of 82.7. But that's interesting because the de- the average depth that he's been standing at when targeted as a defender is 8.7. So he's actually cutting that number down well, if it's a target, but also at a completion level. He's allowed 51 yards through the air, 38 yards after the catch. He's been on two blitzes, uh, one hurry. Uh, he's forced. He's also forced a QB pressure and he's missed. This is the key stat, which is why which is why I'm giving him a B, not a B minus. No missed tackles. That is massive for a player, you know, in the position that he's playing and massive for a player uh, that's drafted in the seventh round like this, making the contribution that he is. No missed tackles, right? That That is massive for me. Um, you know, you can't miss tackles in this game. Missed tackles lead to big breaks, to big gains, to, you know, not stopping people on third down, you know, to changing momentum, uh, really big for him not to have any missed tackles. So, as I said, we're going to give Trey Norwood a B. Let's move on to Presley Harvin. Big press, Jess' favorite player on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he even likes him more than Big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, you know, he's number six, played six games, had 25 punts. That's an average of over four a game for 1,122 yards. Shame it's not 1,200. Uh, he's had a long of 63. He averages 44.9 yards a punt. You'd like that to be more, but also, you know, you don't necessarily know where the Steelers, you know, are lining up every time, and therefore, you know, they might be wanting to give a short field too. Uh, but a long of 63 is pretty good. Dave mentioned him in his bi-week podcast, you know, as well with Big Press and, you know, wanting for him to, you know, shank it a little bit less. That's fine. He'll get there. Uh, but, you know, for, for big press for me, he gets a B. He's not done nothing horrible. You know, he's had a couple of nice punts that have, you know, sort of sat up pretty close to the line for the opposition. Uh, he's played 30, 30% of the special team snaps as well. Um, you know, so I don't think there's any real issue there when it comes to, um, you know, Presley Harvin. The funny thing is, actually, we actually got him as part of the, the Wormley trade as well. So, um you know, that's pretty interesting there that they gave us, you know, big press. Uh, but, you know, exciting to see him in the jersey. And we, everyone, I think, is waiting for the big trick play, whether he's going to run the football or do a massive bomb pass like he was able to do 
uh, you know, while in college, but, you know, we'll see with uh, Presley Harvin. But there you go, Jeff Hartman. Big press, beat out my compatriot, uh, you know, in, in Jordan Berry, who's having a fairly decent season apart from the block pun, I think, that he had last week. Um, but who cares? This is all about big press now. And big press is, you know, press, you know, pressing hard to keep this spot going forward. We then get to Cody White. Uh, he also benefits from my generosity, I feel like, in the grades. I'm feeling a bit generous today. He gets a C, uh, you know, undrafted, you know, free agent, wide receiver uh, out of Michigan State. Um, you know, 20, just a, almost, you know, a couple of, couple of weeks off a, off his next birthday where he'll turn 23, six foot three, 210 pounds, uh, you know, from, from his perspective. And, you know, when you look at a guy like Cody White, you know, he's only had three targets, two receptions uh, for 17 yards, yards per reception is eight and a half. Um, his long is 11. He's ca- so he's catching, you know, two thirds of the passes. Uh, so 66% there. It's nothing, you know, oh my gosh, crazy. He's had no rushing attempts or what have you. Uh, from a special teams perspective, he's had 13 special team snaps. You know, he's not. He's not made a massive difference to this team, but again, he's not done anything crazy wrong. He's not dropped a pass in the end zone or what have you. Uh, we'll give him a C uh, for now, and then hopefully we can hopefully that can be upgraded through the latter part of the season when he starts contributing a bit more. All right, then we get to Najee Harris, Najee Jerome Harris, six foot one. 232 pounds out of Alabama. First round draft pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers, pick number 28, high school Antioch, California. Born March 9, 1998, 23 years old, 226 days. And one of the leaders as well uh, for this young offense, one of the leaders for this draft class, you know, and actually he's starting to become one of the leaders in the NFL as well in terms of rushing, which is, um, pretty cool. Uh, so, you know, we'll get to that in a moment. But, you know, when you when you sit there and you look at, you know, a player like Najee Harris, you know, this O-line's, you know, had him in the backfield a lot of the time. And he's had 102 rushing attempts for 388 yards at, a, at an average of 3.8. He's had two touchdowns, a long rush of 19. Uh, you know, he's averaging 64.7 yards per game. And he's yet to have a fumble. That's massive out of a rookie, even through six games. And I think I said that uh, when I did my bye week podcast as well, uh, what that means. He's also 13th in the league for yards per game behind Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Kamara, uh, Daryl Henderson, James Robinson, uh, David Montgomery, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry. There's some top, and apart from Lamar Jackson, who you know is a talk running back, let's, be, let's face it. Uh, <laughs> slide on the bank on the Ravens. Um, you look at those names, but Jones is Aaron Jones is behind him, Tony Pollard's behind him, Kareem Hunt's behind him, Clyde Edwards Alaire's behind him, Eckler's behind him, Chris Carson's behind him. You know, I know some of these guys have had injuries, Melvin Gordon's behind him, Leonard Fournette's behind him. That's massive from Najee. It's massive from an O line that ranked number 32. Um, well, the O line led helped you know lead the Pittsburgh Seals to the worst rushing offense. Uh, in the league last year. They're now 29th, as Jeff said, but they're going to get on the up. You know, Najee's had his 100-yard game. Uh, he's doing some stuff in the receiving as well, in the receiving part of the game. But I did want to sort of share that he's 13th from that perspective in terms of yards per game. Uh, overall, the yardage as well, he's eighth. Uh, 
Uh, touchdowns, he's a lot lower down the list, but you know, that's, you know, that is what it is. Um, you know, and I actually, I was wrong when I said it should have been a long of 20 yards. He's had 19 first downs that he's run for, which again, is in the top, you know, 15 in the league. Uh, you know, when you look at the long, the long rush, you know, he's way down the list, but he's not that sort of player that's going to break them. And he hasn't had a real chance yet. But in terms of yards per attempt, you know, when you are looking at guys that have had, you know, the number of attempts he's had, he's not doing too badly. Again, he's having to make three or four people miss just to get one yard. Uh, he looks terrific. I was a bit worried he was going to hurdle too much after the Buffalo game. That's not something you see overly creep into his game, which is really positive um, from my perspective. From a receiving perspective, he's had 46 targets, 34 receptions, 244 yards, uh, yards per reception, 7.2, two TDs, a long receiving rush of 12, um, receiving catch of 12. He's caught almost 75% of his passes. Uh, he's had 136 touches in the line of scrimmage for 632 yards. Watch this go up and up and up. He could, I think he can easily, you know, get to the thousand yards rushing mark. I think he could get to the 700 yards receiving mark quite quickly. Uh, and I think, you know, right now he's got four overall offensive touchdowns. I think he could get to 10 to 12, um, you know, and if he gets 10, fine. But I think if he can get to 10 to 12, we're going to be in a really good spot. But Najee Harris I'm going to disappoint some people. He's not going to get an A+. Plus, um, you know, and, and I struggle with not giving that to him. I think if he had a couple more touchdowns, maybe a, one more big breakaway run, uh, maybe the O-line had held him up for a bit more, maybe he'd gotten to the 500 mark through six games, so not quite averaging 100 yards per game, you know, but being a bit more of like plus 75 yards per game, I feel like I could give him the A+. Plus. I'm going to give him the A+. I feel like that's you know going to be a very critical decision. Uh, I feel like it's one that you know, but it's it's also one that yeah you know what Naji you still got room to improve, mate. And I think he's the first one to to sort of say that he would too, um, you know, because he's just that sort of mature bloke. The next guy we're going to go is Rico Bussey, who I thought any of the Steelers could easily have taken him in the sixth or seventh round. It didn't flow out like that. He's been injured all season. He's twenty three out of North Texas, um, you know, in Hawaii. Uh, he went to high school in Oklahoma, I think it was. Uh, you know, not much to say there, but he's my player that's had the do not attempt part of the quiz or was sick on the day, uh, if you if you like, so missed the, missed the exam. Uh, but, you know, excited for what he might do. He's back on the practice squad as of September 1st um, after being waived. You know, I think hopefully he's starting to work his way back and, you know, who knows what we might see. He was a bit of a favourite, I think, for, ha- I think it was for Haskins in the preseason. Um, so he gets a, you know, a did not attempt um, at the moment, but excited potentially to see what he can do later in the season. I said, I didn't mark Cody White down too much. People know that I'm not the biggest fan of Ray Ray. Um, but I think Rico Bussey, given the chance, could do something for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's very much watch and wait um, as he works himself back to full health. We then get to Kendrick Green, my pick. My man, just as much as big press as Jeff Hartman's, you know, you know, probably pick of this draft. I get to Kendrick Green, and it's hard to say this because Pat Freemuth was a pick for me. Pat Freemuth, who we're going to preview last in a moment, uh, was the guy that I had my money on, um, as well as Kendrick Green. Kendrick Green, I previewed uh, the legendary, you know, component, or you know, maybe I'm talking up. The people, you know, credit me with talking about him a couple of days before the draft and on on the Friday evening. Um, 
on Thursday evening and I previewed him on this show, Steelers War Room. I'd seen him two weeks before on, on a Sunday in Australia or a Saturday in the US. I'd seen him come up in a highlights tape with Daniel Jeremiah and then I'd gone and watched it. And I remember watching it in my living room table. I kept saying to my fiance, oh, this guy's really good. And she was like, oh, you're watching a lot of tape with this guy. And I'm like, yeah, he's moving, man. He's a guard, but he can play center. Um, you know, I, I think the Steelers could pick him. I like, I was honestly, I think he's a really good fit. What do you know? Steelers do pick him. They don't pick Creed Humphrey. They don't pick Landon Dickerson in the first two rounds. They wait to round three. They get their man, Kendrick Green. It allows them to get Pat Framers in the second round, who we're going to preview in a second. And Kendrick Green's played a, like a season low of 89% of the snaps against from when he played against Cincinnati in week three. Otherwise, 95% week one, 100% the rest of them. He's only uh, he's allowed zero sacks. Only had four penalties against him. I think that's pretty good from that perspective. Uh, so he's playing ninety seven percent of the offensive snaps overall at seven hundred and seventy. Um, you know, it's interesting. I've got four penalties from PFF. There's only three on Pro Football Reference, so that's interesting uh, from that perspective um, as well. And, you know, he's a guy, he's a center that runs a 4.8940 yard. He, you know, at the combine, he did 25 bench. Um, you know, he did 119 broad jump. I think these are more his pro day because, you know, they had the, the combine. Uh, shuttle, 4.67, three cone, 7.79, vertical, 35.5. He's putting on a bit of weight now too. I think he's at like 315 pounds and, you know, he was about 305 at the draft um, sort of time frame. I, I just love Kendrick Green. I think he's a fantastic player. You saw some awesome blocking against Seattle and it came up in some highlights as well. And they talked about, you know, the big lanes that he's starting to open up. He and Kevin Dodson together are great. I think he's gelling with, with Trey Turner um, now as the season's starting to roll on a bit as well. Excited for Kendrick Green. He gets a, he gets a B for me. Um, you know, I, I almost went B+. Plus. But I think, you know, Najee needs to be getting closer to that average of 80 yards per game. And I, I would have liked to see one less penalty if it was the four. So it's, oh, you know what? I'm going to revise the grade. And now I think about it, he can have a B plus for Kendrick Green. Uh, if he'd allowed, you know, a couple of sacks, maybe then, you know, we could give him a B or a B minus. But no, let's give him a B plus. Let's upgrade him. Kendrick Green, B plus. And the final pre, the final rookie we're going to give him interim grade to is Pat Freeman, who as soon as they picked Najee Harris, and as soon as I started to see him on the board, and I'm like, and I talked about him briefly. I hadn't previewed him deeply on War Room. We have we have since the draft, um, but I I didn't talk about. Pat Freemuth, you know, on the show and I talked about it. I think to Mark and I talked about it. I talked about it on a couple of the other shows. I, I talked to a couple of people in the Slack channel about it. Said Pat Freemuth was a great fit. I just didn't think it would be there because of where Kyle Pitts was going to dra- be drafted. And Kyle Pitts is, you know, a wide receiver and a tight end's body. And you look at Pat Freemuth and otherwise he was the best tight end in this draft. And if he was available, the Steelers would probably want to go after him because they could fill the position for a few years. But equally, there's a lot of guys like Tommy Tremble and that that can block that were later in the draft. Well, what do you know? When he was still on the board with five picks away from the Steelers, I just started going nuts in the Slack channel. And I'd already put money on the Steelers to draft him in the second round, actually. Um, you know, and I want to end up winning him over 150 Aussie dollars, um, you know, so let's call it about 110, 120 American um, enough to get me a Pat jersey. Currently, I can get one that's non-custom for 
on you know fanatics that's black i've got almost all my jerseys are the black jerseys so i kind of want a white one with the 88 um or a color rush with the 88 would be pretty cool uh but yeah pat freeman is, is someone i've been really high on uh really like him done nothing wrong uh, that's why we're giving him an A minus. And now, if I gave the same, I took the favoritism out. I probably give him a B plus. But I mean, even A minus. Uh, he's had eighteen receptions off twenty targets for one hundred and fifty yards, eight yards, an average of eight point eight yards per reception, one TD, long. Um, you know, he's had twelve first downs that he's helped the Steelers get. You know, and he's been passable on several third downs. I like the fight for extra yards. He did that on the weekend against the Seahawks. I loved it. So a long reception at 24, um, you know, as well. He averages three receptions a game. I think that needs to get closer to five or six. Um, a catch rate of 90% for almost 30 yards per game. You know, I, I, I need to get him involved more from a touchdown perspective. I would have hoped that we could have get him, got him two to three. Um, you know, by the time we got to six games, Ben needs to use him more. I think he's a fantastic player. He's playing generally about 50 to 60% of the offensive snaps. He's playing a little bit on special teams. I just think he's a terrific, terrific player. Six foot five, about 260 pounds. He's got a massive jaw, um, you know, there as well. You know, he's dropped less than 5% of his passes. I just, I'm just such a fan of Pat Freemuth. Um, They need to use him more. That's all. I, that's what I would say, and that's why you know for some people he's not an A minus. Um, some people might even give him an A, but I don't think he's done enough for that uh, just just yet. Um, but you know, when being passed to, he allows a quarterback rating for Ben of 116. Get a few. Ben can use him more in the red zone. I think that would move much higher up. Um, and from a fantasy perspective, uh, he's ranked. Uh, he's got 22 fantasy points. Position ranks 24. Uh, you know, and I just, I just think he's a terrific player. Um, struggled with, with the shoulder injury. I think if he'd been able to complete a proper pro day and combine, um, he would have got drafted in that first round. I think he could have made it there. Uh, but again, the, the the difference between the players picked at number 20 to sort of 35, 40 in the draft, you know, it became very positional need at that point in this draft. And there are a lot of, there was a fair amount of movement as well. Uh, but, you know, Pat Freemuth finishes our, you know, midterm rookie report with an A minus, pads it out. And now I'll just cycle through the list. So, you know, again, Christian Kunz gets a B, Isaiah Adam gets a C or a C minus. Uh, let's go C minus now. Uh, Dan Moore Jr. gets a B plus. Buddy Johnson gets a C. Uh, you know, and I'm moving that now. I speak about it away from C plus. Trey Norwood gets a B. Presley Harvey gets a B. Cody White gets a C. Najee Harris gets an A. Rico Bussey gets a did not um, did not test. Kendrick Green gets a B. Um, B plus, sorry. Uh, and Pat Freemuth gets the A minus. And that is your 2021 mid-season, because we're getting pretty close, but it's your mid-term or mid-season or mid-year, mid if you like, uh, Steelers Rookie Report. I'm Matt Peverell. Go Steelers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply